Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. All right, we're live. (laughs) Awesome. Hi, Nicole. How are you today? Hey, Michelle. How are you? (laughs) I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to see you and get a chance to talk to you again. Yay! Yes, I'm happy too. In case anyone hears anything weird, I'm calling into Zoom today. So we have a little bit of a different recording set up. So if I sound like I'm like on a Hawaiian island far, far away, that's Ooh, why. <laughs> I love that imagery. <laughs> oh, yeah. That will happen. <laughs> or something like it will happen. Virgin that's, Islands, maybe. I love the Virgin Islands. I've never been there. I keep seeing videos for them. We're going back in December of next year. Awesome. See, I love that you have your whole life planned out of your head, Tom. I like to not even know what I'm doing tomorrow, really. Uh, like, okay, get up, eat, wipe your ass. That's about all I know. <laughs> well, for me, it's like I, I love having these fun things to look forward to. Um, I, I get super excited, uh, but I'm also super spontaneous. So, like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have an idea of what it might look like, but, you know. Things can change. That's true. I love looking forward to trips too. So I need to get more of those on my, my list. NOLA is going to be fun. Oh my God. We have some fun trips coming up and depending on when this episode airs, they may or may not have taken place yet. True. Yeah. New Orleans and Lancaster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I also get to spend a night in Baltimore before I get to see you. Yes, you do. (laughs) Baltimore. Oh, my. Have fun. I'm stoked. (laughs) I'm stoked. (laughs) Yeah, Baltimore is the Inner Harbor. You should go to Inner Harbor. (laughs) (laughs) I think I get in. I think my flight gets in so damn late that day um, that I may just hit the hotel and, and sleep. Say hello to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Baltimore. Cheers. I know. You're going to have a time change, right? I'm going to have like a couple time changes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. You'll at least get to say you sat, you, you sat your ass in Baltimore. You yeah. You I'm looking forward to it. So I know. Um, shout out to Baltimore. If we have any listeners there. <laughs> yeah. Baltimore, Baltimore. Yep. Get some crabs. We, we actually have listeners all over the place. That's fun. I know. I'm excited by that. I saw, um, you know, you're kind of like the little analytics guru in the background. And so when you posted that, you know, the breadth of, and, of people who are, are downloading and listening from all over the world, I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. I was that's really so cool. blown away. Like for the most part, I only thought that we were, you know, had, had listeners and people checking us out from U.S. and Canada. And that's, you know, so far the bulk of our listeners. So hello, eh? (laughs) Yay. But um, as I was uh, updating some stuff on the website, I was looking to see where everybody was was checking in from, and I was fucking blown away. That's so cool. See, that just shows you never know. And so uh, say it, do it, make it. Yes. And and we get that ripple going. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So thank you for being here. We we love and adore you. And wherever you're listening from, we always want to hear from you and come sparkle with us. So it's just it's exciting. It's hard to kind of wrap your head around it, but it's a good thing. It's yeah. Really good thing. For as much as we um, get pissed off at our technology for having issues and making us always seem to want a new workaround just so we can get this shit out there, um, it's really exciting to see what people are um, tuning in on and, and where they're coming from. And it's, it's neat. So thank you. We, we do honor you taking the time to listen to us and, and sparkle your shit out with us. <laughs> yes, yes. So one of the things that people say to me most when they hear, uh, you know, there's two things that we can, we're known for is a little bit of the cursing us. Um, <laughs> people will mention that. They also uh, talk about how they talk about the ripple, which is cool. That's <laughs> right. Now I'm calling and it's going off. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Um, <laughs> It's, it's just, just that confirmation day. that what we're talking about is so amazing. <laughs> um, so we have other people responding to us and talking to us about ripples that they're making um, in their lives and their communities. My sister actually was talking about the the rock. So see, you have a rock. What's the rock campaign called? Is it? I think it's, it's just like called Lo- Love Rocks. Love rocks, yeah. So people are painting rocks with little loving messages and pretty landscapes and hearts and quotes and all kind of really cool things. And they're just leaving them for people, for them to find and pass along. So it's so cool. So we get to hear about neat things like that because people identify us with you know doing one thing and creating a ripple of positivity and empowerment. And so it's so cool to hear about their little rock love community and to hear from other people about the small things that they're doing to make a ripple in their communities. So all that to say, one of the other things that people always ask me about when they say, Oh, I listen to your podcast is they always ask about your chickens. (laughs) (laughs) So I know we have a little bit of an update. And so I just wanted to know if you wanted to share an update in, in the trials and tribulations of being a chick mom. Yes, I will. And unfortunately, it's not it's not a happy update. It's a little bit it's a little bit sad, but that is also part of life that we have to um, work through. And for those of you who need a quick update, um, I have three chickens, Buffy, Veronica and Ethel. Buffy is our little wild girl, and she went on a wonderful adventure. Actually, I don't know how wonderful it was for me, but it was pretty wonderful for her. She went all over the place. But her sister, Veronica, actually passed away this weekend, and it was sad. And um, she she got sick suddenly, like very suddenly sick. And so I had to put her in like the little quarantine area, which is a, a separate um, small cage so because um, birds, when they get sick, it, it spreads very quickly throughout a flock. So if you're a bird keeper or a chicken mom or anything, and you notice one of your animals is looking a little weird, <laughs> acting funny, or you, you can tell that they're just not right, it's really important to get them quarantined quickly. And if you can get them to a vet quickly that, you know, in your area that works with fowl, <laughs> then do that. Um, if not, simply just get them quarantined and get them hydrated and see if they can pull through, um, which is what the option that I had. Anyway, she did not pull through. And her sisters were really bummed. Like they, whenever they were out doing their, 
their regular free ranging stuff, they would they'd come by the quarantine cage and like send little chicken messages to her. Oh, oh, and like they're peep 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 peep, and she was just you know she was just she was not good, and she couldn't really respond to them, but like she would turn her head slightly towards them, and then put her lay her little head down, and it's just like oh fuck, this is crushing. <laughs> this huh? sucks. Yeah, so she did not pull through, and uh, she she was sick for about a day and a half, and then she she passed away yesterday. So, um, and I was home, so that was good. I was able to actually be there with her, um, and you know, just comfort her in her passing. Hmm. Rest in peace, Veronica. Rest in peace, Veronica, sweet girl. So I, yeah. I so I am. Um, you know, I buried her in the backyard over by one of her favorite spots and, you know, put some little rose petals and herbs in, in her little spot with her. Yeah. Mm. I'm so sorry. That's but, okay. You know, like you said, it's part of it. You know, there's having them with us and then it's part of life. It's part of passing. It's the, it's the shadow of, of the light side. And yeah. So lucky to have you for a chicken mom, too. <laughs> I do love my girls. I take such good care of them, and I only feed them the best. I only give them organic foods and, you know, fresh herbs and fresh veggies and stuff. And, you know, they love their their treats, their their dried mealworm t- treats. So, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're happy girls. So it's, it's a bummer when one of them passes, for sure. But... Um, you know, she lived a, a good, happy life, and she she was a sweet, sweet chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing about Veronica, because I feel like that um, our audience is connected to you and your ki- your chickens in a weird way now because of uh, Buffy. And, uh, <laughs> that's, again, like one of the things that people will say to me, so I just thought they might appreciate to know that, that we're mourning a girl, but that the other two are in good shape and yep. happy and that it's worth it. It's worth it to be it a part is. of their lives, you know, and to have them in yours. It's part of it. Just like having our cat. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and you know, like you, at least one of your kitties has, has had a lot, a lot of struggles through his little cat life, you know, and mm-hmm. you guys have, you guys have put a lot of time and money into his, his health and keeping him, you know, comfortable and, and it's hard when your babies are sick. It is. Yeah. So we're sending you a little bit of extra love today and a little bit of extra love for the girls. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I receive it with gratitude. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. Right. So today so we, have, um, we have some fun stuff to process today, don't we? <laughs> yeah, like you know, we've we've been called the people who are in recovery in action on our podcast, so <laughs> why not process some shit? <laughs> I was talking to Michelle earlier and I've been feeling a uh, lack of focus. I feel very cloudy and it's it's been feeling um lately and I'm sure a lot of it's energetically and maybe some of it's just, you know, there's growing pains within your life with your business and those, you know, challenges create opportunity to figure out what to do next. But I definitely have, I'm hearing and feeling a lot of lack of focus, a lot of cloudiness around what to do next, what's real. There's a lot of noise. There's so much noise. So noisy. And I, 
it is so noisy and I swear to God, it doesn't help that every freaking morning you open up, you know, you wake up and your Twitter feed starts or the news is on or Facebook starts telling you what stupid shit has happened in the White House. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just, it's really, it's a very ungrounding experience to feel that the institutions that have been part of everything you know that are that are are part of that stability in your life that you grew up with even though they were kind of you know up and down there was drama sometimes they they were pretty sturdy and that's just not here right now at all and so I don't know if that's leading into the lack of focus or just too noisy because of all that but I don't know I'm feeling very foggy with lack of focus as you can tell so (laughs) we were talking we were talking about that earlier and so I wanted to kind of process you know are other people feeling this do you feel like it's so noisy that you can't get your feet under you or you can't get your thoughts together. And I feel like when I can't get my thoughts together, I start looking at everybody else as to what they're doing. You know, it's when you get your, put your head up and you start looking in the lane next to you when it gets a little crazy. So what are you thinking about that? Well, I think that it's a perfect topic to talk about, you know, really just trying to find clarity in this kind of sea of information, right? And we have all this different, yeah, conflicting information and and advice and all this stuff flying at us from different directions. And it's super easy to lose focus in that way. And, you know, when, when it doesn't matter if you're a business owner or not, but it's certainly felt heavily when you are trying to rely on your own damn creativity and, and wherewithal to, to pay the bills and put food on the table. You are, you've got a goal, you've got stuff that you're trying to focus on and it is damn hard when you feel a sense of um, cloudiness and a lack of clarity, um, being unable to focus and uh, just being easily distracted by all the shiny shit on the sides and all the different information coming in um, and different advice. And for sure, like I know we've talked in the past about taking a, a, like a social media fast, like taking a break from that whenever it feels like it's too much. And I know that you recently were able to go on a a pretty good, you know, almost hundred percent unplugged adventure for just a couple of days to get away and, you know, retreat from, (laughs) retreat from the noise, um, which I I hope was helpful in some ways. I know that um, coming back, has its challenges as well. And maybe you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point. I think I've been in the noise for so long that when you get out of it for three days, reentry is hard. (laughs) So yeah, I think it was a really nice three days. My husband and I went to the mountains. We were trying to find kind of a place that we could retreat to um, that wouldn't be too hard because Part of the issue um, with scheduling trips and that kind of thing is you have to figure out where to go, when to go, you know, all of that planning of new places takes time and effort. And if we could find a place that was near us, that was a no brainer, we knew we liked it, it would really just be a matter of booking it rather than trying to figure it out. And if we would like it, but that would make it easier to get away more often, you know, because it's a go-to, we already feel comfortable. So we went to the cabin for three days last week and, Poconos and I was so judgmental of the Poconos because I grew up going to the mountains in North Carolina and my father has one of the best views ever known to man. Um, he really does. 
He really does for his back porch. So it's, it's hard to live up to that. But he's also nine hours away, and that's a little complicated. So I need something closer. So we did this three-hour away uh, cabin, and we literally did nothing. You know, I kept thinking, I'm going to get my journal and get by this creek that runs behind this place, which is gorgeous. And I'll write the next great novel or yeah. <laughs> I'll journal or I will have all this creative, you know, birth. And that is not what happened. Literally, we just unplugged and we sat by the fire and drank, <laughs> had some cocktails and listened to classic American Top 40 on my phone. That is literally what we did most of the time. That actually sounds pretty damn magical. It was great. <laughs> it was great. And it took about two days to ease into that. And so by that third day, it was time to come back. So mm. for me, I think that um, being in the noise for so long, you just it's like, um, this is so awful when people don't know their house smell. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, we're not familiar with our surroundings. Like, we don't have that experience. So you, like, you don't know <laughs> that your breath bad or you don't know that your house has an aroma or whatever I know I mean it's so completely gross but um, oh my god it's so funny though but you don't know you're in the noise you don't you're so used to the elevated place that you don't know that you're riding that noise wave and you don't know that you're you're kind of jacked up <laughs> until you get away from it and then when you realize that re-entry back into it is really hard and so I think that's probably now that see we're processing folks this is what we do so we do <laughs> So you know, my bore you the shit, but I'm getting something out of it. Um, <laughs> so, for, <laughs> so for me, I think it was just reentry was hard, and getting back in the flow of that noise doesn't feel as comfortable anymore. And trying to find my place in that is a little bit hard right now. I think. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's probably mostly what it is as far as the fog and the, the lack of clarity. And plus, there's some stuff happening in our in our world of coaching that's kind of annoying me too and it's really I'm not the type of person who uh, I'm an emperor's you know new clothes type of kid I'm the one that's going to point it out and so that's a little <laughs> disconcerting too um, but you're going to find that in every profession it's not just ours you know so but I think it's more visible with us so I think it's just that and I, I don't know definitely and I do want to talk a little bit more about that but before we step forward in there I want to touch back on your time in the cabin and mm -hmm. um, getting out of the noise and um, yeah. what, what the expectations were for that versus what the reality was. Um, Very good point. You know, so you had three days, which is just enough time to realize, oh my God, I'm surrounded by so much noise. This, this silence, this like, this, this breath of literal fresh air is very refreshing and now I have to leave it. Damn it. You know, it's almost just enough time to dip your toe and then you have to pull right back out. So um, you had to shift gears very quickly, it seems like. And maybe, I mean, is it a place that you would, you would go back to? I mean, you, you kind of went there as a recon mission to see if this is a place that you could come back to again and again. And do you feel that if you were able to go back there the next time for three days or four or five or whatever, that you would get more of what you need from it. I think it's an option. I, I think I'd like to try a new place that's lakefront, you know, to have water that's not running behind the house, but it's like a lakefront. 
Um, but there's so it ticked a lot of the boxes. The only box that didn't tick was that it was double bed. <laughs> and I didn't sleep as well. I know. I didn't sleep so great because it was such a small bed for us because we're used to a bigger bed. But other than that, it really ticked a lot of the boxes and I could see us going back there often, you know, for short periods of time just to kind of unplug a little bit and I can see that. Um, yeah. Very cool. All right. So talking more about stepping out of the noise and, and giving yourself some space to, to unplug and process and just kind of remember what, what you sound like as opposed to what all the other voices sound like is so key and so critical for us. You know, I mean, that's kind of the ultimate self-care isn't it? To be able to step out of the fray and figure out what the hell it is I do want to do. Like, where, where am I going? What do I want to accomplish? What is my voice trying to say? We love to get advice and opinions and we love to bounce our ideas off of those that we trust and respect in you know, various fields and whatnot because they, um, they've been there before or they're a couple of steps ahead so um, they can share and shed some wisdom on us. But one thing that I think people tend to forget is that we already have that wisdom within. It's there. The knowledge is there. Um, we may still have experiences to go through, but that deep, ancient, soul-stirring knowledge, it's there. We just have to go within to tune into it. So why that's so important with unplugging is you get away from the noise and the static, and you're able to really figure out like who the hell you are inside and, and what you need to, um, what you need to tap into. Um, yeah. So that's really powerful. <laughs> um, it, it is, it is really powerful. And what you were, what popped in my head as you were saying that is that we have to also see, we also have to examine why are we asking for mm-hmm. the advice? Why are we asking for the feedback, is it because we genuinely need it or want it, or is it because we're insecure, or because we want to sabotage ourselves? Because we know these people are um, not either in alignment with who we are, or by not standing in our, our deep wisdom, it feels uncomfortable to stand in our deep wisdom despite the other people around you. So what's one way I can get out of my deep wisdom is to ask other people for their opinion and completely sabotage myself. You know, because then I can feel like, oh, they don't get it. What was me? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to change this. Or who do they think they are that they're going to tell me this or tell me that? It's such a way to just blast that toe right off and get out of your wisdom by asking other people, you know. (laughs) Damn. Isn't that true? It is true. Did you all think we were going to go this deep today? No. Yet here we are. Here we fucking are. It's yeah. good shit. It's not, well, that's what we do. We don't stick with the top level, do we? It's not just about the comparison trap. It's not, you know, it really is about the deeper, the deeper um, behavior of, I'm going to get myself a nice little sabotage thing going on here. Isn't that <laughs> other people. And, you know, I think it is all of those things. I think there is the little saboteur that's, you know, working its way back up to, to, you know, shut us down and try to keep us air quotes safe. Um, I think there is, you know, the, the curiosity and wondering, you know, okay, this person who's maybe been there before or is a couple steps ahead or who I respect, 
da da da. I want their opinion. I want their approval. I want their permission for me to do the shit that I know that I want to do or that I think I'm, you know, super scared to, but I really want to try anyway. There, there's all of that. And I think it's okay and it's good and it's important to recognize it and see it for what it is so that, you know, we can say, oh, I recognize you, little saboteur. Oh, I recognize you, shadow. <laughs> you know, whoever your peeps are, you get to say, oh, I, yes, I see you. I hear you. And thank you. I'm going to go ahead and move forward with this anyway. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Ask, ask why you're asking. That is really is good. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the, um, maybe some of the disparity or some of the noise that um, you're sensing in the coaching world right now where we like to live and play. Yeah. So I think the first thing is, is that what was working before isn't working now for a lot of people. And so it's created desperately, it's created a scramble. And so you see some of the people who are in leadership or further along in coaching completely changing the way they do things. Their marketing language has changed to where they're saying, we went through a crisis. I've seen words like, we went through a crisis earlier in the year because what was working for us isn't working anymore. People aren't signing up the way they used to. Um, And we were scrambling to figure this out. You know, I'm not going to name names that these are big hitters whose newsletters I happen to be on. And I'm like, okay, so this seems to be across the board. So Mm -hmm. what was working may not be working now. And I think part of that is that people have just gotten smarter, more intuitive, and they work from a different, where they're looking and buying from a different energy level than they used to. So they're not falling for it. you know, anymore. And so people have to really get in alignment, be more authentic, I think, in their marketing for this. So I'm seeing that. I mean, you see people who are completely retiring their brands that are, you know, in the bigger field and market. So there's a lot of desperation and scramble happening. So I think there's that. I have also seen, and this is something that is, again, in personally close, where <laughs> I just want everybody, I just want everybody to be honest. Okay. So just be honest with us. Just be honest. Yes. Just be honest, if you have a multi-six-figure dollar whatever business per year and you're teaching people to make a similar income doing two, only two, of the components that you use to create your empire, you're setting them up for failure and you're also setting yourself up for failure. So I wish people would just be truly authentic and real about where their revenue streams are coming from so that people can stop the comparison game have more knowledge about what it actually takes to make that kind of money and, and jump into the arena. If they want to get into it and say, yeah, bring it on. If you got eight streams of revenue, I'm going to take nine, you know, just give them the information so they can do it. Or someone else could say, Oh, that's what you're doing to create all this money. It's not the two things we're talking about. Well, yeah, that's not for me. That would never feel right to me. And I don't want to waste two years doing this. You know, let me find my way. And so I, I, it's that inauthentic marketing and that shadiness that I have not ever enjoyed. And I see it kind of coming to a head right now. We used to make fun of people, the lifestyle marketing, where they would um, take pictures of themselves in front of a yacht to try and attract clients. <laughs> and we're all like, we know, that, we know you didn't rent that yacht. <laughs> we know that you're having Panera on the side of that yacht. Like, <laughs> just be for real. Just Come on. Real. <laughs> and, you know, and a lot of those people aren't here anymore because that just doesn't work. But 
again, you know, when you see the people who've been around for a long time kind of getting rattled and shaking up their systems, it's a little unnerving, but it also feels really good. So I feel like that is very much mimicking how we are in our culture and our society right now is that the things that have made sense to you all the time don't anymore. And so everyone's having to try to find their footing and it's a little scary. And I feel like if we could be honest with each other about the reality of our businesses, our marketing campaigns, who we are and how we do things that we give each other a better shot. Absolutely. And like a big fat, all caps, amen to that. Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Because it's true. You you know, lifestyle marketing, if for those of you who aren't familiar with the term, it's, it's the people that like live on Instagram and their lives are perfect. (laughs) And you can be perfect too. If you just simply follow their, um, their program or whatever. And that's just not real life, y'all. It's not real life. You have to bust your ass. You have to work hard. You have to be honest. You have to be very clear that, you know, if, and I love what you said that um, a person is giving you, you know, whatever coaches you see, um, maybe show you two pieces of what builds Mm -hmm. their incredible lifestyle. And like, of course you want to have something similar, but if they're not giving you all of the information, they're not giving, they're not disclosing all the other ways that they're making money, all their other revenue streams, then that's not fair. It's just damn not fair because it does set you up for failure. It does set you up to, to compare and look at and see, well, I'm doing all the things that you're teaching me to do. I've given you, you know, my hard earned dollars to follow your program and your steps. And I'm still not seeing the results that you are displaying. There must be something wrong with me. Mm. I must be a failure. I must not be good enough. And that shit is not true. It's not true. Yeah. It takes away your choice when you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle you know, to to teach someone and say, here, do these things and you'll have a business like mine. But there's actually four other things I'm doing. I'm not telling you about like affiliate marketing or, um, you know, they're doing direct sales or they've got super secret private uh, revenue streams that they don't tell anybody about, you know? So it's just like, you know, come on. (laughs) Exactly. Give people a choice because then what you see is the person doesn't do well because they don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. So how can you create the puzzle if you don't have all the pieces? And so then you have a big gap in your puzzle and you get blamed for it. So you see all these coaches are like, I just fired a client. Oh, I hate that. You know, no, 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 no. Yeah. So all, all we're asking is to just be honest. And, you know, if we can't expect other people to be honest, at least we can be honest right? You know, we can share with our clients and our, our audience, our, our wonderful you who are listening, you know, what it is that we do, like how, how we get to be where we are and, and where we're planning to go and um, being able to say, you know, yes, this is, this is what I've done. And um, if you'd like to learn how to do it too, I'm happy to help you, but we're not going to hide and, and not disclose that, that there's other things that are supporting us, you know, like having a side business or having retirement income that you're drawing from, you know, to, to support yourself and and float your business while you're building it. All these things like they're, I'm I'm having trouble speaking right now. Uh, We're, we're the real deal. Y'all we, we tell you like it is, we share what it is that um, we're going through. We share, um, 
how we're succeeding and how we're struggling and we just we're real and we just expect that from other people too and why is that so hard <laughs> yeah I, I guess it's always just a life lesson of you know stay in your lane you know when you see this start to happen you know that there's something afoot and stay in your lane you know ask different questions about the people you invest in that maybe you would have before you know be be blunt and say you know you willing to show me your tax returns <laughs> you know like I think I think at the highest level that people expect you to invest in a lot within this coaching world that so that's a reasonable question to say you know did you really make this money doing this you know I want to see something you know so um, advocating for yourself, getting in the arena with the right people um, who are in alignment with you, but also being honest. And I think that so often we get blinded by the smoke and mirrors and the shiny objects, like you said, and by fandom that we don't ask those questions and we can get burned. So it's so important to remember that when you are investing in someone for your business, for your personal development, for whatever it is, your home, whatever it is, they are your employee. They don't hold the power you know, you do. And so it's important to wield it wisely, but also to remember that, you know, so I tell my clients, I'm like, I am your employee, you know, like I'm here for you, you know, right. this is your, your rodeo. So um, I think it's important to know that you can advocate for yourself in that way and ask questions that are hard from someone who's asking for your money. Ask them some hard questions. Yeah. Okay. I love this. I mean, I feel like it really does fit into our our season's focus of, of mindset and all of the things because, you know, you can get distracted. You can get, you know, out of focus if you're, if you're looking at all the things that other people are doing and not, I love your term, stay in your lane. I love that. It's so good. But it's true. Like when you think about, oh, Oh, this is a good one. So I saw a video recently of, um, you know, horse racing, which whatever, whatever your thoughts are on horse racing. But the reason why the horses wear the blinders on the side, they have to look ahead. If they don't have them, they're looking at what happens on the side of them and boom, they fall and boom, they knock someone else over and boom and boom and boom. And the three horses that were still in that race you know, they, they were the ones that were still focused ahead. They, they didn't start at the front of the pack, maybe, but they did not look at all the shit going on around and they just, they went forward and they knew what they were supposed to do. So that's what we have to do too, is at some point you have to kind of put those blinders on and just know that if you're following your heart and you're following your dreams and you're going with your gut and all of that stuff, you know, listening to your deep inner wisdom, like I know that this is what I need to do to move forward. Then you do that it. Horse knows how to run to a run to a, to a goal. Like that horse knows how to run. Yeah. It knows how to reach the end. It knows how to run straight. It knows how to make a curve. Like a horse knows how to do what's being asked of it. And so it doesn't need to look around. It doesn't need to look around. It doesn't need to be whipped into shape or any of that crap. It doesn't need to be goaded forward. It just needs to go. Yeah. Set a goal, encourage it, and say, you already know how to do this, so just go for it. Just just do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point as far as um, when we look up, what are we doing? Are we trying to sabotage ourselves or are we feeling doubt like why are we asking why are we looking up yeah because we know how to do what we're doing we know how to do what we're doing so let's keep doing it yeah so then get curious okay so if you did look up why did you do that get curious about it why did I ask why did I show 
why did I look up? Why did I get out of my lane? What was it serving me in some kind of way? Because usually it is. Yeah, I mean, you can check in with yourself in that way and then figure out what your next step is. Like, all right, am I where I need to be? Is everything fine? Am I fine? I am? Okay, good. Let me just continue back on my path. Yes. Cause That's good. In truth, like you said earlier, we, we know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> Hot seat coaching. Yes. And that's how we <laughs> sparkle some shit out. Yes. That's the blessings butterflies doing some hot seat coaching for people. Oh, Lord. Well, so is Nicole Lewis Kiever, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sometimes you just need to talk it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, I hope you. it's helpful. <laughs> I love you too. I feel better. I hope y'all do. I hope y'all do too. It's good. It's good. That was the goal. So um, when you when you need to take a time out, when you need to unplug and you need to um, get away from the noise, give yourself ample time to do it and maybe even put a little buffer for your re-entry and know that, you know, there's going to be more noise coming back into it. Yeah. I definitely need to create that buffer and, and honor the buffer because it's like, you know, it's, it's noisy. You're in a concert. It's noisy. It feels right. You're there. You're in the flow with everybody. You go out to the bathroom. You come back and back in after being in the quiet of the bathroom, and it completely freaks you out. <laughs> you're like, holy shit, this is loud. <laughs> or, holy yeah. shit, this water is really cold again. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, creating that buffer, I think, is the kindest, gentler thing you can do. <laughs> so. Yeah. I know that we always do that whenever we're traveling. We, we try to either plan to get in the, the day before, the night before, um, so that like we, we arrive at port fresh, you know, not frazzled. And then we, we try to tack on a day or two at the end of a trip. Um, so we can either um, just kind of ease back in. It's, it's definitely a re-entry, a, a debriefing sort of thing that has to take place. So we can explore that port and what, what that city is like, but also know that it's a transitional step to getting back to our, our normal day-to-day lives. And actually, back when I was doing like team leading uh, mission trips and stuff like that, one of the most important things was not just what we did you know, on the field during that week or two weeks or whatever, but we, we always build in a day to a day and a half of debriefing so that people have a time to kind of readjust and reacclimate to the time zone, as well as, you know, talk through what they learned, what they experienced. You know, we'd always have them journaling throughout their trip and then give each person a chance to share what they've learned and what they're taking back into their new life, <laughs> their, their, or their old life or whatever, back into life, back into regular day-to-day. I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, I mean, the day-to-day is, is not going to be the same after you've experienced something Uh, profound. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to look at those lessons so that you can live those lessons. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yay. I like that a lot. Thank you. Well done. Thank you for that tip. High five. High five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I feel like this was very cathartic to process and to get back in alignment because that's what it's all about, right? Mind, body, spirit is when we uh, lose that focus with what we know to be true about ourselves and our business and it's hard or what we know to be true about our lives in general, it can feel really gross and very loud. So it's about getting back in, into that place. And so I, I feel good. And I hope that whomever was listening that needed this message 
because I know if I needed it, there's tons of people out there who needed it. I hope that this was meaningful to you. And we would love to hear from you about you know, ways that you see yourself doing similar things and how you're going to get back in your lane. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Please let us know. Check us out on our Facebook page. We have the sparkle hour. So come check us out there. Join us there. Also visit us on our website, www.thesparklehour.com where you can catch show notes. You can catch up on past episodes. You can always leave us feedback and comments either on our website or through Facebook. We check it pretty regularly, except when we're unplugged. (laughs) But yes, leave us your messages and your comments there. Give us a shout out for wherever you're listening in from because that's fun. And hey, that means that we've got um, people that we can visit when we are in some of these wonderful places. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) And hey, you never know. The Sparkle Hour may be coming to a town near you. You never know. You never know. All right, y'all. We love you so much. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you next time on the Sparkle Hour. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching and the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, Sparkle that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please.